This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of the Freeland Five, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, April the 12th, 2022. It is a late night edition of the Freeland Five. We had some technical difficulties earlier on, but we are up and ready to go. The Freeland Five is at least the top five stories that I find to be very interesting, streaming all over the web and social media as it pertains to the world of professional wrestling. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the action. From e-wrestling news trending today, Roxy's new name in WWE seems to be revealed. Now the former Roxy made her WWE debut at this week's NXT Level Up tapings. She will now be going by the name of Roxanne Perez. Now, former Ring of Honor world champion Roxy signed with WWE as part of the latest group of performance center recruits that was announced last month. Now, it's on par for the course that many, many individuals who signed with WWE, much as Roxy, will go underneath a name change. Now, according to her new username on Twitter, the former Ring of Honor wrestler will now be known just as Roxanne. 
If you're interested in following her, you can go ahead and follow her on Twitter under her new handle. Nothing but much continued success for the former Roxy, now Roxanne. E-Wrestling News, WrestleMania 38 boosts very impressive numbers on the Peacock Network. Now, various figures have been shown about this year's WrestleMania 38 pay-per-view, as it was a huge success for the Peacock Network. Now, WWE's biggest show of the year saw far greater engagements on multiple areas according to the new report from Diesel Labs. Now, the report notes that in comparison to last year's event, there was an 18, almost 19% increase in social media engagements. Now, this number is noticeable improvement from the gap between WrestleMania 36 and 37, which only saw an increase of about 11.5%. Also, what's very impressive about this statistic is 71.9, almost 72% increase in new engagers. This is the percentage of the audience who did not watch the previous year's WrestleMania, but did choose to watch this year's WrestleMania. Very interesting to know the metrics. Now, finally, it was noted that WrestleMania 38 managed to increase Peacock's audience by 5.3%. This is the second highest increase for the network caused by a specific event over the last year. It was only topped by a six and a quarter percent increase that came from the the Winter Olympics. If you would like to find more about the statistics about Peacock and WrestleMania, head on over to E Wrestling News. All right, let's go ahead and let's head over to our good friend Ryan Clark with E Wrestling News. He is reporting that this is brand new news for Wendy Chu, who signed a new WWE contract extension late last year. Wendy Chu is reportedly under contract with WWE for the long haul. Now, according to Fightful, Chu signed a contract extension with WWE last year. Now, the deal was offered prior to her return to television, but then Penn wasn't put to paper till much, much later. Chu and Dakota Kai recently made the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. WWE officials said they're very pleased with her work as of late and believe she can become a big star in the company granted she's given the right opportunity. So many things are happening in the world of NXT. So exciting to find out what is going to be next for her, but we wish her nothing but success. All right, coming in at this hour, Ryan Clark is also writing in from E-Wrestling News. EC3 is reacting to the fan criticism of his Control Your Narrative promotion. Now, EC's Control Your Narrative promotion has become the talk of the town lately and has faced a lot of criticism for being run by what many fans feel are a bunch of far right wing Akon nut jobs. Now, during a recent appearance on the Shack Wrestling podcast, EC3 commented on the decisiveness between the fans for some of them not really wanting to enjoy the product so far. He went on with a record and said, the divisiveness comes from people who don't know what it is yet, haven't really consumed it, maybe just saw a clip or two. You're going to run into negativity and divisiveness wherever you go. It's hard for people if they don't understand something immediately. They need to find out more. Hey, this sucks. We need to find something else. Well, maybe on my end, I have to grab their attention quicker. I have to give them something to sink their teeth into worth spending more time and giving them more immediate gratification. There's going to be another big event coming up on the Control Your Narrative event that's going to be happening soon. What's your thoughts on Control Your Narrative? Are you a big fan of the new promotion? Some people are feeling that it's not exactly what shines wrestling in the best light, especially those who are involved with it. But once again, time will tell on whether or not it's going to be a success or not. Ryan Clark is writing in tonight that several big names are currently being advertised for WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is coming up. Now, WWE is advertising several big names for the 2022 Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which which is going to take place this year on July 2nd at Alliance Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, the company is currently advertising Brock Lesnar, 
Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Drew McIntyre as well for the pay-per-view. Now, while Alliance Stadium is advertising these names using the promotional graphics, the card is always subject to change. With the addition of Cody Rhodes to the WWE recently, many believe that he will also be a part of the Money in the Bank. Stay tuned for more developments. Well, something happening in the city of brotherly love that isn't so lovely. The city of Philadelphia is set to return to a mask mandate starting next week. This is coming in from Ryan Clark from eWrestling News. As many of you know, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania has been a great town for pro wrestling and some of the most passionate fans in the world. Now, the city's Department of Public Health announced earlier today that they will be returning to a mask mandate for all indoor public places beginning next week. The reason for this is due to the COVID-19 cases once again on the rise. In the past 10 days, COVID cases have increased 50% in some places. Now, the previous average was 84 cases per day in Philadelphia. Now it's up to 142. The mask mandate, once again, will go in effect on April the 18th. Just when we think we're getting away from COVID-19, it somehow finds a way to rear its ugly head. All right, let's talk about some Kelly Kelly. Interesting news Ryan Clark is reporting today about former WWE star Kelly Kelly. She's interested in returning to WWE in the future to work a Royal Rumble match. Now, during a recent appearance on the Muscle Man Malcolm podcast, WWE Hall of Famer commented on being open to making a future Royal Rumble appearance and whether she'd return to WWE in a full-time role with the company. There is a great interview that is highlighted here by Ryan Clark. She makes many different comments on wanting to compete in one more Royal Rumble. She says, I love coming back for the Rumble. So yeah, definitely. Another Rumble match is definitely something that could happen in the future. On the potential returning on a permanent role, she says, you know, it depends. Under the right circumstances, we'll see. We'll see. Big match going to be heading up for this week of Dynamite. Minoru Suzuki sends a stern warning to Samoa Joe prior to their match. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Ring of Honor television champion Minoru Suzuki will face off against Samoa Joe on tomorrow night's episode of AEW Dynamite. During a recent interview with Sports Illustrated, Suzuki sent a stern warning to Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe should be in for a lot of pain. Suzuki said, Many fans think this matchup is very special for me. I have to say that is true. And I have to be too true to myself. I am here to hurt people. The opponent truly does not matter. This week I take on Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe will suffer. People are brave until they step into the ring with me. Hopefully Samoa Joe is not scared. I don't know him well, but he will know me after the time we are together are done. I hurt people. That is what I do. Samoa Joe is going to feel a lot of pain. Once again, that is coming in from Ryan Clark at This Evening with E-Wrestling News. Other news regarding Tony Khan and AEW. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. AEW President Tony Khan recently speak with ESPN, and he's promoting tomorrow night's AEW Dynamite. Now, during the interview, Khan commented on Paige Van Zandt's future in AEW, which combat sports stars he'd like to bring into AEW at some point, and more. There's so many different highlights as far as what Tony Khan had to say. Now, Tony Khan also said that he'd like to bring in some other stars into AEW. He said, and I quote, I'm thinking Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather, possibly. They're two biggest draws. I don't know for sure. Probably say at least one of those two. They're both huge stars. If you'd like to read more on the interview that Tony Khan gave ESPN, definitely go ahead and check out Ryan Clark article with Tony Khan. All right, moving on. More information. Ryan Clark is also adding that tomorrow's night AEW Dynamite has several more matches and there's an overrun 
runtime that's been added by TBS. Now, All Elite Wrestling has announced several matches for tomorrow night's episode of Dynamite. Earlier today, the company took to Twitter to announce that CM Punk will be facing off against Penta Oscuro. Additionally, Marina Sheriff will be facing Sky Blue, and this match will be taking place in her official AEW in-ring debut. Now, lastly, Tony Khan announced that TBS is going to give them some overrun time as well. That means if it goes past the 10 o'clock hour, TBS is going to stick with it. Also on the show is going to be the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jurassic Express, as they defend their titles against Red Dragon. And once again, as previously mentioned, Minoru Suzuki will be taking on Samoa Joe. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland will take on Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Eddie Kingston, Ortiz and Santana will be taking on Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager. MJF takes on Sean Dean. CM Punk once again takes on Penta Oscuro. And Marina Sheriff will be taking on Sky Blue. So much is going to be happening 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. You are not going to want to miss it. AEW is planning for a packed card tomorrow night. Ryan Clark is also reporting on today. Booker T questions if Tony Khan is losing his damn mind following the bot comments. For those of you who are familiar, Tony Khan recently had a survey conducted, some research done, and determined that a lot of the negativity about AEW is all by bots that are on social media and not real people. Now, during the latest episode of the Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T commented on Tony Khan's recent comments regarding thousands of anti-AEW accounts on Twitter being nothing more than bots to signal a reason why there is so much AEW online hate. Now, Khan losing his mind, Booker T says, is Tony Khan losing his damn mind? I don't know if he's into analytics or not. I think he works in that field, but people are going to hate this, okay? Everybody is not going to like this. I know Eric Bischoff said that Tony Khan has thin skin. Skin, and this came right after that. I don't know if that proves it right or not. On dealing with the hate, Booker T would go on to say, I think if you're not going to talk about it, you're wrong. I think if you are going to talk about it, then again, you have to be able to take the good news with the bad, right? So if they're talking about you, good or bad, it's good. They should be talking about you on Twitter. Tony should not hate that. If you'd like to read more what Booker T had to say on his podcast, check out Ryan Clark's article over at E wrestling news. Jumping over to Wrestling Inc., WWE is announcing its top baby faces and heels. Mark Milton is writing in tonight. Now, Cody Rhodes is currently listed internally on the sheets as the number two baby face on the Raw brand. This is according to PWI Insider, who noted that last month, Bobby Lashley was listed as the top baby face, and that still is trending right now. Now, AJ Styles is reportedly the third ranked baby face in the company. Now, on the heel side, Seth Rollins is listed as number one on the red brand, followed by Kevin Owens in WWE Hall of Famer Edge and Damian Priest. Now, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns is listed as the top heel for SmackDown, but he's not listed internally on the Raw roster. Drew McIntyre is listed internally as the number one babyface on SmackDown. Rhodes and Rollins are feuding on Raw, and their WrestleMania 38 match has been booked for WrestleMania Backlash, which will occur on May the 8th. Lashley is still feuding with MVP and Omos, while Styles is now in a program with Edge and Priest. McIntyre has been rumored to be in a feud with Roman Reigns for the title, but it was indicated on last week's post-WrestleMania 38 edition of SmackDown that it was now going to be Shinsuke Nakamura who will be facing Reigns as his next challenger. McIntyre is now scheduled to be feuding Sami Zayn. If you'd like more information on everything in this WWE, please continue to stay up to date with everything with Wrestling Inc. and Mark Middleton. All right, more information here on Rey Mysterio. Matthew Wilkinson 
is writing in at this hour. Rey Mysterio missed Monday Night Raw due to a medical issue. Now, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Rey Mysterio has been advertised ahead of time, but it was not done falsely, and WWE didn't change their minds from their original plans. Now, the master of the 619 was simply unable to appear due to a problem, but it was not revealed the specifics of the issue for him. WWE didn't announce this on the show at not. WWE did advertise a match between Rey Mysterio and Veer Mahan for the show after last week. The newest WWE superstar had attacked both Rey and Dominic during a post-WrestleMania edition of Raw to set up a match. However, when WWE veteran didn't appear, it ended up being that his son was slotted to take that role. Now, Dominic went on to go one-on-one with Veer, which led to a submission victory for the latter. He continued the attack after the bell rang, and it resulted in the former SmackDown Tag Team Champion being stretchered out of the arena. This continued the storyline between Veer and Mysterio family. It's currently unknown when Ray will be making his return to WWE TV, but it's expected that the rivalry either way will continue with Veer. Let's go ahead and let's move on to some more news from Wrestling Inc. at this hour. Mark Middleton is writing about CM Punk. He is going to be having a big match, as we mentioned before, coming up on this week's episode episode of Dynamite. Two more matches, as we mentioned, are being announced for TBS's Dynamite tomorrow. CM Punk took to Twitter over the weekend and tagged several AEW stars in a potential match for this week's ROH AAA World Tag Team Champions with FTR and ROH Pure Champion Wheeler Yuta, Penta El Scuro, Kyle O'Reilly, Tony Nese, Dustin Rhodes, Brian Danielson, Jonathan Gresham, John Silver, the Young Bucks. Hey, everybody who wants to wrestle me on Wednesday, he's willing to go ahead and take on any opponent. Well, it ended up that Penta Oscuro is going to go ahead and take him on. He went ahead and said, let's go. It'll be interesting to see the match. This should be the first time that both of them have stepped in the ring together at the same time. So we'll be very, very interested to see what kind of chemistry both of those have. But please stay tuned to AEW programming, especially tomorrow night, as you will see that match on Dynamite. All right, Mark Middleton is also writing more information regarding Tony Khan. Tony Khan reveals AE Dynamite overrun and touts that Rampage rankings and their time slot he's happy with. Now, AEW president and CEO, general manager, and head of creative talent took to Twitter to announce that once again, tomorrow's episode of Dynamite will have an overrun. But that's not the only thing he was talking about. Khan also touted that last week's Rampage unplugged time slot change, even though Tony Khan is very happy with how Rampage has been doing. Now, we noted that last Friday's Rampage drew 600,000 and a .25 in the 18-49 to 49 demo. It rated number four on Cable's top 150 with a .25 rating. Now, this is the second best audience for this year behind Beach Break, and it tied with Beach Break for the best key demo of the year. Khan thanked everyone for tuning in. In a quote, he said, Thank you all to has helped us reach our biggest audience for Rampage on TNT in months. Best demo rating in our time slot since October the 1st. Rampage will be a very special time slot this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6, time, 6 p.m. Central, live on TNT. We're back on TBS tomorrow. Don't miss a second of AEW Dynamite. So very interesting. Such a big card that is going to be planned for AEW Dynamite. Matthew Wilkinson is also writing in today about Killian Dane. He shares controversial take on the new direction of NXT. Now, former WWE superstar Killian Dane spoke with Wrestling Inc.'s managing editor Nick Hausman earlier today on the Wrestling Inc. Daily Podcast about his participation in Progress Wrestling's Atlas Championship Tournament that will be coming up this weekend. He admitted it's crazy 
seat to be back in his old progress stomping grounds, and he is ready to get a victory. In a quote, he says, It's so crazy to be back. Six, seven years later, it's my chance to go back with a new crop of lads, as well as some familiar faces to me. It's going to be so incredible to get in there. It's going to be a new crop of fans, and I get all of that, he said. Even the building has changed, I found out today, so everything is going to be slightly new for me. But it's going to be awesome because progress is one of those places that I just couldn't get over that line, couldn't get that final win that I needed. So this is like me writing a wrong. I'm going to walk into the Atlas weekend and I'm going to fully intend to walk out with the Atlas championship. Now, he has stuck around the black and gold version of NXT for quite a while. But since then, he's seen a lot of changes in the NXT brand. He would go on to say, so this is probably a controversial thing amongst most of my colleagues, but whatever. I felt like something had to change, right? I noticed it, especially towards the end of my time in NXT. We had too much of a formula, he said. When everybody was kind of wrestling the exact same way, it got noticeable and it became hard to watch. If you'd like to read more about Killian Dane's comments, definitely head on over to Wrestling Inc. and the article by Matthew Wilkinson. WWE reports its quarter one 2022 finances. Mark Middleton is also writing today. WWE will report their first quarter 2022 financial results Thursday, May the 5th, after the close of the market. Now, WWE confirmed today that the company executives will host a conference call with investors at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that day to discuss quarter one financials. WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon will be joined by President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan, Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon, and Chief Financial Administrative Officer Frank A. Riddick. If you'd like to find out more about the calls, you can definitely go ahead and follow WWE for all the information regarding their calls. WWE also reported fourth quarter, a full year of 2021 earnings back on February the 3rd, and they touched on their record revenues. Once again, you can go ahead and listen in on that investor's call. Those audio links are available with Mark Middleton writing tonight. WWE Raw viewership. Let's talk about the post-WrestleMania Raw. Raw viewership and key demo ratings were down from the post-WrestleMania issue of Monday Night Raw. Mark Middleton is also writing, Monday's live WWE Raw drew an average of 1.8 million viewers on the USA Network, according to Nielsen via Show Buzz Daily. Now, this is down 14% from last week's 2.1 million viewers for the post-WrestleMania 38 episode. For this week's show, the first hour drew 1.8 million viewers. Last week's hour one to 2.3 million. The second hour drew 1.9 million viewers. Last week, 2.1 million. And the final hour drew a 1.6. And last week drew a 1.8. Now, Monday's Raw drew a 0.54 in the 18 to 49 demo. Now, that's down 14% from last week's 0.63 demo rating in that same 18 to 49. Now, they drew a 0.54 key demo rating, which does represent 710,000 viewers, which once again is down 13% from the 820,000 that were in that demo from last week. Now, we're all ranked number one on the night in cable in 150 at a 0.54 rating in the 18 to 49. If you're into reading more of the statistics as far as how Raw has done recently, definitely go on over to Wrestling Inc. Check out the article by Mark Middleton regarding WWE viewership 
and key demo ratings. Very interesting. I'm a big fan of the metrics, and we will see what happens here. All right, Eric Mutter is writing in today that Adam Shear and Buff Bagwell get into a heated Twitter exchange over the control your narrative. Now, Adam Shear, which was formerly known as Braun Strowman, has recently got into some online tuffles with Buff Bagwell. A new wrestling Twitter feud started and may have ended in the span of a day between Braun Strowman and former WCW star Buff Marcus Bagwell. The online exchange began when Bagwell tweeted a joke about the Control Your Narrative promotion, a new wrestling promotion Sheer formed with EC3 earlier this year. In a quote, I just joined Control Your Narrative, Bagwell tweeted, wait, never mind, it was just gas. And needless to say, Sheer did not take Bagwell's joke very well. Hours later, the former Braun Strowman tweeted back at Bagwell, including bringing up Bagwell being arrested in the past. In a quote, he would go on to say, funny, you gotta try and throw some shade because you think that's a cool thing to do now. Sheer tweeted, you wanna look edgy because you were a mark asking for a picture with me. You should probably worry about your narrative. Now, Sheer, Braun Strowman did not stop there, continuing to rip Bagwell when responding to fans. In a quote, it's sad, isn't it? Sheer said to a fan, also imagine being someone defending those actions like they are okay. If you'd like to read more of the online spat that happened between the two, you can go ahead and head on over to Wrestling Inc. And Eric Mutter is writing that article. Very interesting. It's always interesting to find out what in the world is happening when wrestlers feud on social media. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk a little Jake Roberts. Interesting. WWE recalls the Ultimate Warrior finally apologizing to Jake Roberts at the WWE Hall of Fame. Danny Wolfenhelm is writing in today that on this week's episode of the DDP Snake Pit Show and the difficulties he had working with him when he was WWE champion. Say, Here's what the problem was, Robert said. Back in the day, I was working with whomever, and we were in Orlando. Blackjack Lanza comes up to me and says, call Vince. He wants to talk to you. I'm thinking, oh my God, what happened? Did I fail a piss test trying to remember what might have happened? I called him and Vince tells me in a joking matter, are you ready? I said, ready for what? I think you're ready to work with the champ. Warrior? I'm going to work with Warrior? No, I'm saying you're going to work more than you've ever worked before. You've got to get in the dressing room and talk to him. See if he'll work with you. I remember saying to Vince, excuse me, excuse me, I have to ask for his permission? Are you ribbing me? No. Jake went went up and had to talk to the Ultimate Warrior and get his blessing. Jake says that he finally made up with the Ultimate Warrior when they both were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame and were glad to go ahead and finally put behind them. If you'd like to read the entire interview that happened on the podcast, you can definitely go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. Kane Velasquez releases his first statement after his arrest. Eric Mutter's writing in today from Wrestling Inc. The former UFC, WWE, and AAA star released a statement in Spanish on his Twitter account early on Tuesday, thanking people for their support and briefly speaking on the situation. Now, the statement was translated later into English by another Twitter user. In the quote, to everyone that has expressed your support, my family and I will never be able to thank you enough, Velasquez said. From the bottom of our hearts and the depths of our souls, we are forever grateful for your love. Your selflessness, gestures, and kind words have given me the strength in my darkest times. This story is complex and slowly unraveling as we speak. True to the victims of this case, may God give you the strength to come forward. Though this is the most difficult thing to relive that the pain has happened but it is speaking the truth justice will be served on our own time i will never stop 
helping the loving community for loving me. Now, Velasquez was arrested on March on 10 counts, including attempted murder after a February 28 shooting where Velasquez pursued uh, and went after a man who had been arrested for allegedly committing child abuse, sexual abuse, and acts on Velasquez's younger relatives at a daycare. Velasquez allegedly rammed the vehicle and then fired at it, missing the accused abuser but hitting his father-in-law, resulting in a non-life-threatening injury. If you want to find out more information on this, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and Eric Mutter. All right, guys, that is going to do it for all the news that are the headlines for today, April the 12th. But don't forget, if you like what we're doing, please continue to tell your friends and continue to follow me on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. The numbers have been amazing. The downloads, the support, the DMs we're getting for the Freeland 5. If you want a one-stop shop for all your wrestling news that's happening all over, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, and all points in between, definitely go ahead and continue to follow me. That's going to do it for today. I do apologize for the late show, but we will be coming at you tomorrow with more headlines on the Freeland Five. The world of NLW Radio never stops. <laughs>